0: It makes it look like the hottest nightclub you've ever been yeah. to in your life. It's like got well, you hot with It is. Like, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's go
1: hit some balls, score some points, <laughs> drink some beers. <laughs> Welcome
0: to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? It's the ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. All right. So, so we'll, what? Oh, good. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think we're going to both uh, say the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, what are you drinking tonight?
0: I have a Royal Docks uh, Leatherhead IPA. Um, it's a brewery out of Canton, Ohio. One nice thing is actually, I'm waiting. You know, every kind of f- micro beer has a story behind it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they put yeah. it on the can. I'm waiting for like Bush Light to be like <laughs> in 1843 <laughs> brewed in the wilderness of. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, this is just an American IPA. Um, okay. It is a stiff reminder of what it meant to be a gridiron ace, leather-clad and iron-willed, playing for the love of the game and drinking beer with backbone. <laughs> like, it's, you know, and it has, like, football colors. I mean, it looks
1: like a... Right. Like, it's kind of brown. and. But, yeah. These just, these descriptions just crack me up. Like, the people riding them just have to, like, get off on, like... <laughs> you know, the, the level of... Um, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Just they're like, yeah, <laughs> this this sounds amazing. Have you heard of uh, shit audio? No, I haven't. And it's actually
0: pronounced shit. Um, okay. Th- this company, I think they're in California, but oh, the guy right. just wanted to make really good audio equipment. Okay. Amps, DACs, you know, for headphones right, and stuff. Right. But like he, I I remember them being kind of the first one that was like, okay, the we. Obviously, just going and buying a Sony receiver while it might be good at the entry level isn't like there is a difference between a two hundred dollar amp and a you know hundred thousand dollar amp, right? But is the hundred thousand right. dollar amp really worth a hundred thousand dollars? So, uh-huh. so the shit uh-huh. company was like, you know what, we do really want to make high quality stuff, but not like stupid insane prices and, yeah. and and they did name their company shit it's s-c-h-i-i-t <laughs> <laughs> and like their names are kind of funny like they have their their entry level um headphone amp is called the fulla you know it's okay. the full yeah. shit <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know since this company came out i don't know 10 years ago there's definitely been a huge market for these lower price but high quality headphone amps, DACs, all that type yeah, of stuff.
1: But yeah. But I Yeah, they look really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're all like aluminum and um yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, but awesome. but anyways, their descriptions when you're talking about that beer and like coming up with fun descriptions. Like just if you have some time, read some of the descriptions of like their cables. Okay. Um, it's just funny you know like this one that the pissed cables it's pissed was the god of drinking in norse mythology he'd be much better known if it weren't if he wasn't a- getting shit faced all the time or well not really pissed stands for put your shit together a set of short cables that make stacking your deck and amp easy you know like <laughs> 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 but a lot of the their things are you know just kind of fun descriptions. yeah so. yeah and um you know heck that's a good uh job for uh you know a writer you know is, mm. work for a brewery
1: <laughs> oh yeah definitely
0: yeah. what What are you drinking tonight
1: so so tonight i'm drinking it is uh twin Oast brewery up in uh we'll, we'll have to take you to it uh next time you come to the lake with us because it's it's a really cool brewery and they've only been open a year um but it's their legitimate swells ipa um so it's just a 16 ounce can but um it's really really tasty
0: I think I know of them for some reason. How long they've been open?
1: Uh, just just like a year. Like they opened up last winter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's up in, uh, in Catawba Island. So I'm sure you might have heard, like Tori or I talking about them or something. But... <sighs> yeah, those cans
0: look familiar. I'm, I'm. It's probably been at Tori's when I, when yeah. I had it.
1: But yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No. Uh... But they they had to. Um. um they built like these oasts which i had to google cuz i didn't know what an oast was but it's essentially like a a silo for for drying out your your grains mm-hmm. um but they they build them and but it's not like um they're just like aesthetically, you know, like there's like tables and stuff that are like inside the oasts. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's really cool because they they look very authentic, like they were almost there before the the brewery even came mm-hmm. uh, came to existence. So, yeah, I was
0: just looking at the uh, Ohio Brew website to see if they were there last year. Um, where did we see the brewery show by brewery? That's it, and they were twin. Twin Yost? Yeah, Twin Yost. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they weren't there yet last year, but I bet, ah, okay. I bet they'll be there next year. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, I think, yeah, you should come down this year. Um, They're, you know, planning. Uh, Katie's on the, the board of directors for it and stuff, and uh, she says they got some cool things planned, so it sounds like it'll be oh, a good that's time. that's
1: cool. When is that? Is that in the fall, right? It is July 12th through the 20th. Okay, July twelfth through the twentieth.
0: Yeah, it's a good time in Athens because since all the students are gone, um, because just so many people come to Athens for Brew Week, right? um, You know, it's it's not compounded just with all the the college students and all these people coming out. It's (laughs) it's it's um, mature and not just old, but mature drinkers. (laughs) You know, like it's not just let's pound (laughs) as much. You know, oh man, dark apparition as we can and get fucked up. You know? right <laughs> that's hilarious but it's kind of cool because every bar in athens there's like 22 or something will you know they're they're all their taps get taken over by different yeah breweries in ohio so yeah and it, what's it, nice is even even the bar- bars that just generally only have like paps and keystone you know they they okay. they still have like one tap for paps but their other like nine taps will all be different breweries from all over ohio you know
1: Oh, okay yeah. So is it like certain bars have just certain breweries? So yep. if you like, you know, if you want Rheingeist, you have to go to the pub or something like that?
0: Well, it's not just the brewery. Like Rheingeist might be at four different
1: bars. Okay. Okay. But, you know, if Rheingeist is coming out with a
0: special beer, it'll be like, oh, on Tuesday night, this is being op- or tapped at, you know, the pigskin at six right. o'clock. Um, and so, you know, it's all an events menu of like you know uh, yeah where you want to go and stuff so it's kind of it's kind of fun so like you'll purposely be like oh i really wanted to try um you know this new right you know <clears throat> twin yoast beer oh and it's they're tapping it on wednesday you know it's not uh-huh. it's not like when the event kicks uh-huh. off on friday night it's like yep all the beers are ready you know but
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah it's kind of fun
1: so here here's kind of a loaded question for you would you consider drinking a hobby um,
0: yeah, because, uh, you know, I mean, heck, this whole show is based around <laughs> <laughs> us recording and talking to each other and trying right. new beers, you know, and so right. now that in and of itself is a hobby, is a, like, oh, what beer am I going to drink tonight for the show, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Like, um. But yeah, I, 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 I think there's two distinctions, right? It is, uh-huh. if you're just drinking the same beer every night. Like, that might not be considered a hobby. But, like, the right. hobby aspect of your question is, like, oh, we want to try this new beer and kind of, like, review it for the show. Uh-huh. And even uh-huh. if we didn't have the show, like, the whole purpose of Brew Week is to try different beers in Ohio, yeah. right? It's not yeah. just to get shit-faced, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely people that do. But, like, it's, it's definitely a different mentality than when I was in college. And, like, right. the whole point was, like, how much... Or, you know, h- how drunk can I get for $20 tonight? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite. It's like, okay, yeah. how many different beers can I sample, you know? And, like, yeah. which one do I actually like the taste of, you know? Not just, yeah.
1: dude, I drank 14 beers last night. <laughs> I'm so rocked. Okay. Was such a, it was such a point of pride to, like, see how many uh, Natty Lights could fill up the fridge, you know? it's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I you know like I I've I haven't looked, but I bet
0: Instagram like at any college is yeah. just full of like posts of people's like refrigerators like full oh of beer. No. <laughs> you should you should search
1: hash- hashtag Natty Light to see how many times it's been uh, posted. That's that's a rabbit hole of itself. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's really but funny. but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I I would say that that drinking um this type of level of drinking would be considered a hobby mm-hmm. um where you're you're actually trying to like discover like new new drinks and flavors and things you like and don't like and mm-hmm. you know not mindlessly pound sixty <laughs> beers in a night or something. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed. Well, that brings up a point: is like, you know, I think if twenty-year-old Michael had heard me saying that about drinking alcohol, uh-huh. I would have been like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Mike?" <laughs> like, the only reason to drink alcohol is to drink fun or get drunk on right. Friday nights or Saturday right. nights. You know, like why else would you ever? Just like, why would you stop yourself and only drink like two beers? That are <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> What's the point?
0: <laughs> but um, like brings up a good point about hobbies. Is like, I think tonight's show we're gonna try and you know broach that
1: subject a little bit.
0: But like, what are your current hobbies? You would say right now.
1: Um. Well, I think definitely this this podcast would be numero uno. Um. I I want to like developed you know kind of like what i was saying back in in our previous episode was was how i i always get geeked out on gear and stuff like that so like i'm already like thinking about like the next microphone i'm gonna buy and (laughs) and you know just like you know i i have a really nice usb interface but you know i could get something a little bit better And then, um, eventually, you know, our listeners, we are, uh, you know, we'll have some guests on the show, so we'll have to be able to do like two people at the same time. And, um, so I'm just, I'm just always like constantly like, you know, looking at, looking at that stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that's what I would say that would be my, my number one hobby right now would be the podcast for sure. This is only our ninth episode, but, um, Kevin and I have always,
0: for twenty years at least, been like, we need to do something. We need to mm-hmm. play out more. We need to do this, and we always will. We'll get together and be drinking, and it's kind of like that thing where you're about to go to sleep, and you're like, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go for like a three mile run. Right. You know, right. and you're you're just like so amped to do it, and then the next morning you're like, ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> That is not happening, and and that's kind of what, like, we've done with a lot of our interests. You know, I mean, we've played in bands and stuff, but there was always more we wanted to do. You know, we wanted to Mm -hmm. practice every week, and we wanted to do more open mics and all that stuff. Right. And and really, this is the first thing that we've done that, you know, knock on wood, we've actually kind of stuck with, at least. Right.
1: You know, this will be week number nine, Um, so (laughs) I'd say we're doing pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And I think we can like for some reason 12 just sticks out. I'm like if we could get 12 consecutive weeks, <laughs> that would be like worth a trophy or something. Um <laughs> the but
0: congratulations. You've you've talked about yourselves for 12 straight weeks.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the it would be like a like um the trophy would be like a guy, like a douchey, narcissistic mm-hmm. guy he, on top of the trophy. He's like, and it says, the world needs to hear about my, my life story. Yeah, yeah. So so enough about me. What do you think of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a title oh, right man. there. So enough about me. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, <coughs>
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I agree that I think, you know, my current hobby is this. And yeah, it, and it comes from the same thing as even though I have all this audio equipment, and um, you know, I'm still looking for. Okay, well, this mic stand I have is really nice, but you know, what yeah. would be even nicer is an on the the table, you know, boom mic that is like built right. up on my desk. Right, and you know, I've I've even been looking um. <laughs> I might drill another hole in my table. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll send a picture of my, my work uh, space and stuff. But I'm just like, okay, now where would I put it? Because I want this boom to be like readily accessible and stuff. But, right, um, right. But, but even if I do that, I was like, actually, you know what? Currently, um, I mean, this is my work desk that I'm sitting at. So for my, my, my jobby job during the uh-huh. day, I am at this space. And I had a lot of conference calls and I could still uh-huh. set up my still use that mic or right. my headphones for conference calls. I'd never even yeah. have thought about it, but it, there there's no reason I
1: couldn't do it, you know. Right. And then that way it would be like your whole work surface would be un, you know, unobstructed yeah. because yeah. you would just have the mic, you know, the boom mic coming in on the from the side and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, um <laughs> that new monitor I got. I <laughs> I've, like, during the day, my, my workspace is, like, all nice and clean and stuff. But because uh, I don't uh, use my work computer for this, I use my, like, secondary computer. But, like, right. I have to, like... I haven't got the cable management set up for it yet, right? Because the the, yeah. the new monitor doesn't have all the cables. So, here, I'm going to send a photo of how I have to have my computer uh, right now.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's probably driving you nuts. It is.
0: I'm looking at it the whole time. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah, so I, I think...
0: Other than this podcast, what, you know, we've talked about being in bands and and playing Uh music and stuff, and those are definitely hobbies, and listening to music is definitely hobbies. But what are some of the hobbies in the past that you've, you know, were you ever into woodworking, you know, or like what would you consider hobbies that you used to do and they they changed over time or you were excited about it and stopped doing it?
1: Right. Um, I think one that definitely comes to mind when you ask that question is I was like super into running and I still have, um, I still have, uh, aspirations to get back into it. (laughs) But, uh, I think it would take like, uh, me signing up for like a personal trainer or something because, once you get so far removed from it you just can't like go out and be like oh i'm i'm going to run because you're going to hurt yourself or you can't do it anymore so um, how did you well how did you start
0: running in the first place like take take the listeners back to the, okay. the first day that you went running like cuz everybody's going to start from somewhere right you know right
1: right so i don't know if you remember these i think maybe i had given you some or something but Nike uh released these like continuous mix running mixes. Mm-hmm. And this was this was back in what probably 2007, 2008, something like that. Yeah. And I just remember listening to those mixes and thinking like I really liked I really liked those mixes. Those were really cool. So believe it or not, it was actually the running mixes, the music that was just like, that would be cool to listen to while running. I should try to start running. Mm -hmm. And so I remember my very first time, I didn't make it very far. And I think (laughs) I was like, I think I was wearing like, I don't know, like khaki shorts or something like that. Like (laughs) I was wearing the wrong gear, had no running, but I just, that's that's kind of what got me into it was... I could listen to this really cool stuff while, like, running, you mm-hmm. know, and and so that, like, I mean, it kind of sounds like a, <laughs> a thing out of Forrest Gump, but just like one time, I, you know, I just I just started running, yeah, you know, and and you know, eventually I just built up enough tolerance where I could actually, um, you know, go for, you know, more than a block or whatever, so. Now, um, I just posted a link in the show
0: notes. Um, Cause yeah, you you had give gifted me the master of the treadmill with OK Go,
1: yeah um, yeah
0: mix, and I still to this day will will pull that up if I want to get a thirty minute like run in. right um, now. <clears throat> Anyone that's not aware, OK Go is a band, but they kinda became famous because in two thousand six or whatever they had a music video of the four of them on these treadmills and it was like this glorious choreographed um thing, right? And so mm, I think yeah. Nike thought it'd be like a kitschy, oh, like let's have a treadmill workout thing with OK Go. And we'll like to have them be your your guides to learning yeah. how to master the treadmill, you know. Right, uh, right. So it's like start out start out walking. All right, now do twenty percent of what you're walking, but then they're playing OK Go music the whole time. But, right. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I, I that that's right before we lived together, and I remember you were just like hardcore into running. And oh yeah, do you oh, find yeah, nice. th- that brings up a good question? Is do you find because okay you already mentioned with the podcast of like oh i'm already thinking about what gear to get with this like you dive head first and you really want to get the best of the best yeah of everything yeah. and you 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 start reading running magazines or mm-hmm. guitar bass magazines that be right. like, oh yeah i need right. to get this is is that the sign for when a hobby becomes a serious hobby is cuz i i think we've probably all had hobbies like of, uh. I really would love to be a woodworker, right? But I haven't I haven't hit that plateau yet or that right. threshold yet of saying like, oh, I really, you know, I really need this and this and you know, uh-huh. all these tools yeah. and stuff. I really want those tools, but I'm not really doing it yet, you know. It's more yeah. just an aspirational. Yeah. It would be right. awesome to be that.
1: Uh, is that how running was for you like in um Yeah, I think I think it was like once I realized that it was something that I enjoyed. And it wasn't just like I kind of tested the waters a little bit with it, and then once I decided like I do like that, I do get enjoyment out of it, and and it's it, it's 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 this across the board. It's it's not just running. It's any of the the serious hobbies that I've had. Um, but I just go all in, just a hundred percent. Like I I, you know, I am looking. I am reading like owner's manuals. Like, I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous kind of the, the level of detail I go. Um, but I just, I get really geeked out of just like really understanding it like above and beyond, like just, you know, you know, like I, I wanted like, especially with running shoes, it's like running shoes is all about, um, your gait. And, and your, your pro nation or your, your mm-hmm. supination or something like that. And so I remember like taking pictures of like my feet and uh you know, like analyzing my feet to see if, if, you know, like what would be the best shoe for me. And, you know, I even went up to a store in Columbus that like did gait analysis and stuff like that to like really try to dial in my, like, these would be the best shoes I could get, you know? Mm-hmm. So but, yeah, I always I always go 100% with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think there's probably a few things that I think I've done that with. And the most recent one is game
1: collecting. Okay.
0: And I definitely didn't realize that I would ever be this person. Um, uh-huh. And so... Uh, Kevin and I will probably have a gaming episode at some point, but a lot of people play video games, et cetera. But there is a contingent of people that like anything, people that used to collect baseball cards, you know, people that collect like action figures and star Wars toys and stuff. There hits a point of nostalgia that, um, it even happens with everything, right? Like, and I guess that's yeah. where it becomes, like, a money aspect is growing up in the 80s, people thought these plastic cartridges for Nintendo or Sega Genesis right. wouldn't be worth anything, right? They're just mass-produced in Japan, you know? Right. They're not handcrafted right. things like these things back in the 50s. No, why would they be worth anything? But nostalgia is powerful, and, you oh, know, yeah. 20 years later, 30 years later, et cetera, and that's all it takes. And and it started with me... <laughs> um. And I'll take a picture and and share my, my collection. It's not a huge collection. It is a mm. lot of video games. It is a lot. Like, Katie's always like, w- why do you have so many video games? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is Lily's inheritance right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get $2,000 out of this. Oh, <laughs> um, man. But um, I fell down that rabbit hole, too, of like of like watching youtube channels of like oh this is the way to that, that get the best picture out of your old super nintendo and like you have to do this mod and make it rgb mm-hmm. and all this stuff and i was just became right. obsessed with it and they're like super zoomed in on a crt and you can see the differences like but you have to be super zoomed in right like yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like i can tell the difference but it's kind of like um high-res audio versus just like 320 kbps yes yeah. like you could probably tell difference but it's more than knowing that it's the best, yeah. <laughs> you know, that like makes you feel good about it. You're like, yeah, right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, but I, it, I think really where it stemmed from was we grew up playing video games. I I remember a moment in my life, and I think it's it, it, it's one of my greatest regrets, which uh-huh. is, shows how like privileged I am that. Um, my life's been pretty good that this is one of my biggest regrets yeah <laughs> is um my parents moved uh, bought a new house in 90 1995 and um i had a really tiny bedroom and we were moving to the new house and my mom was like ch- trying to make sure we got everything moved and stuff and i had all the old boxes and manuals i always kept everything and mm. um i kept all the magazines i had like hundreds of game players magazines like i, I don't know why I, I always used to like go back and read old ep, uh, uh, issues and stuff right well anyways she was like do you need these boxes and i i thought for like what i remember now is like a half second and i was like well probably not no you know i've got i've got my super nintendo game holder you know that that holds my mm-hmm. 12 games that i have right and to this day, like, I will, like, see... There, there's a game... <laughs> you know, some games are leaking by for five bucks, right? Uh-huh. But what people are after are, like... F- they can call them complete in box. It has the original box. It has the original manual. It has the original, like, hey, call the Nintendo Powerline. You know, like, all the little yeah. miscellaneous yeah. stuff. Mail in this card to... You know, get the rebate or whatever that type of stuff. Right, like that's what people right. like any collecting thing. That's what people are after. Is like, is it the original thing with everything? It's like a car. You know, oh, is it the original parts? Is it you know this right, type of stuff? Right. And it, and it's just weird. It happens with this this printed thing that like was just mass produced. You know. Uh-huh. But I I just remember that and and later in life, I'm like, man, I can't believe I got rid of those boxes. Like they took up no room, right? And they were just in my closet. They could have just went to the new closet and stayed there. And then I would just be so much happier having them now. You know, like. Yeah, um, yeah. And that bothered me for years. And I I didn't collect anything. And this is when it really hit me, this collecting thing for games. Was the Nintendo GameCube came out. And it had a digital outport. That you could have like fancy component cables and people that mm-hmm. aren't aware before HDMI in the United States, at least component red, red cable, a blue gri- cable and a green cable was the best st- uh, source for your video that you could possibly get on a TV um, in the United States. Again, not in Europe. They mm-hmm. had a thing called Scarlet. Right. Um And I remember Kevin and I, for whatever reason, we were both, like, obsessed with making sure that our TVs had this component (laughs) input. (laughs) You know, we were, like, I don't remember how we got into it or, like, where that started. But, like, you, you could see our, like, obsession with the thing, like, oh, well, if we can't afford the Sony Trinitron, which was, like, the peak TV at the time, we at least need to have TVs with this component input. Yeah, yeah. And... Well, anyways, the GameCube came out and it had a uh, normal composite, which is just everybody knows it's the yellow cable. It's the video cable. It's really a shit cable or shit quality. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh-huh. Nintendo said, okay, well, we'll make this component cable for you, but you can only buy it from the Nintendo.com store back in 2002. Okay. Okay. So right uh-huh. there, your early 2000s, Amazon is just still selling books and yeah. Nintendo is <laughs> only selling this cable on Nintendo's website, right? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a sophomore or, or yeah, I'm a sophomore in college and I spend the little money that I have on this $30 cable from Nintendo back in 2002. Uh-huh. It comes I'm convinced I can tell difference on my TV. <laughs> 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 Probably couldn't. Um fast forward what? 20 t- fast forward 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh Katie and I are living together. I'm going through all this stuff. We're having a yard sale. I see my GameCube. I'm like, you know what? The Nintendo Wii plays all my GameCube games. Uh-huh. I don't need this GameCube. And I put it out for sale at the yard sale, and I'm like, well, I guess I don't need this component cable. Because, um, you know, why would I keep this component cable? Component right. cables are a dime a dozen. You can go to any Goodwill and find a component cable for yeah. $2 or $0.50. Right. Cents. Mm-hmm. Um, sell it with a GameCube. Well, fast forward, we're in D.C., and I like start getting into, like, more classic games. Thinking about how I lost my boxes and how much those games are worth now. Like you know, they're going for sixty bucks or a hundred bucks. Right? They're not right. like ten thousand dollars. I'm not that into collecting, but you know, it's like, hey, this game that I thought would be worth like a dollar is worth like sixty bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Um, uh-huh. And then I start seeing somebody's like, hey, I wish I could get a GameCube component cable. Yeah, they go for like four hundred dollars, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up, and. um they're finally going down just because um, aftermarket people have been able to recreate something different. But yeah. because of how um, Nintendo had to make this game, this component cable, it was like super, super esoteric and okay. like very unique. And mm-hmm. so right now, um, yeah, they have come down in price a little bit. But on eBay, they're going for around $250 for this $30 cable that I got Back in 2002 from Nintendo. Huh. <laughs> wow. And the, and the reason is, is because not many Nintendo fans cared about having this fancy cable, right? So there weren't uh-huh. that many sold. It was only sold on Nintendo's store back in 2002, which probably nobody even knew existed. You know, it uh-huh. was like, it's, it's yeah. the perfect collecting thing. Like, all these cards had to line up of why it's rare you know Mm -hmm. and yeah um and then nintendo didn't use a standard component out for it It was a digital out that actually then converted it into an analog signal like all this crazy stuff right why it's not just why can't china just recreate this it's just that's not it's such a unique beast right and it's Mm -hmm. taken 15 years for the, the gamecube community to come up with a a new fancy thing and so it's like <laughs> it, that's another regret right it's like those two regrets of me realizing i had something and then i flippantly got rid of it right and and it's caused me afterward to be like oh should i even get rid of this ncaa basketball from 2005 <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> in 10 oh, years man. it's gonna be like worth 100 bucks you know and so i've got this kind of like um uh I don't know if fear is the right term but like you know if my um, brother-in-law or my nephew's like going to get rid of a, an old game I'm like I- I've never played that game you know it, w- it went beyond me just being like oh man I I love Donkey Kong Country too you know I want that game back it went beyond uh-huh. that of being uh-huh. like hey this PlayStation 2 game that I don't have no care for I never played for I might play it for 5 seconds but I probably should hold on to it you know <laughs> it's like yeah yeah <laughs> But um, that's probably the most recent thing I've kind of like my hobby is, and I, I'm glad I've kind of plateaued. I've definitely slowed down. I haven't spent a ton of money, but like I try and find good deals on stuff. And be like, yeah. oh, I got this for five bucks, Katie, and now it's worth thirty. You know, like it's, right. it's not anything crazy that I'm doing. I'm not like um, you know. Katie, I just bought a thousand dollar Super Mario Brothers. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, there it did just go. I'm going to mess up the the price, but the very so the the history of of Nintendo in in the United States is kind of crazy because you know you had a Nintendo, but its launch was kind of weird because it only launched I think in L.A. and New York. Okay. And so there were certain boxes that came out that were only like. A few thousand made of this mario brothers right okay and there's been a few sold for like ten thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars but this but they've all <laughs> been they've all been beaten up right because people played okay. with them somebody yeah. discovered that a guy that used to collect he was a hoarder he was a hoarder in the 70s and 80s he started collecting okay. atari games and when nintendo came out he just happened to be like oh i gotta start Buying the next system in nineteen eighty five, right. he bought all the like up until ninety eighty seven or eighty eight of these like super rare today games, and so it's like in perfect, perfect condition. Like just hmm. the likelihood of this existing in this perfect of a condition is like one percent, right? Yeah, and yeah. so it went for like one hundred and ten thousand dollars on eBay. Holy cow! Like talk about and this yeah. Go ahead. This
1: was a ri- original Mario game.
0: Yeah, just just Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers you know for nintendo Jeez. and it's just because the, the 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 cart the case it came in was slightly different because uh-huh. nintendo did it for like two months before they started like selling to other cities and stuff. right you know right. it's just it's weird things like that that like people will get their hobbies i mean that's it's the same with baseball cards oh there was a misprint on this <clears throat> you know jose canseco card it says uh-huh. he was born in 1960 but he was actually born in 1969 (laughs) you know like whatever it is right yeah and then they fixed it but because there's only a thousand of them made right people that are into that stuff like are like it's the sought-after thing of like it brings them joy knowing that they have this thing you know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well that was like that just reminds me of um so melissa's mom um she had an uncle And uh, he had passed away uh, several years ago, but he was like 95 when he passed away. And so she was, um, Melissa's mom was the executor of the state and he was a big coin collector. So one of the jobs of Melissa and I is we had to go through these coins to see if there was anything that was of value. And so, like, we bought, like, a a coin book that, you know, we, you know, that's supposed to be, like, the book or something like that, and there was this penny, and it was, it was during World War II, and it was, like, I can't remember if it was, if it was copper, then that was the one that was worth a lot, or if it was steel, that, like, I can't remember what iteration of, of, of what it was but I remember we had that penny and it was that year oh, nice. and we, we started like freaking out because these pennies go for like $65,000. <laughs> and so like, we're like, Holy shit. This is a, you know, 1942, you know, penny or something like that. And there was like, we looked it up online and they're like, there was like a, a, a trick or something that you could easily tell. It was like, if, if a magnet could stick to it, then it was like off it was like the one or something and so like we got a magnet and it didn't stick and we were just like ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we really thought we we struck gold with that one yeah. but uh it ended up being just it was the same year but it wasn't like the rare one yeah that, uh everybody seeks out
0: yeah so here it is is the uh it, it's probably one of these but you know during the war government needs all the steel and everything that it can um, uh-huh and uh they're or sorry not steel copper for everything right and so the the 1943 steel cent because um instead of using copper which well pennies have been made with copper in a long time but right. but like back in the day pennies were made with copper but because they needed uh-huh. copper they started making steel pennies and so yeah this 1943 steel cent. um but uh pretty fun i'll put this yeah yeah it was
1: it was it was like the closest thing i could think of to what it would feel like winning the lottery yeah because like we're looking we're like you know like because most most of the stuff it's 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 marginal it's like oh well this is worth a dollar or Mm -hmm. you know it's just there wasn't anything yeah and we weren't we weren't trying to like uh, we weren't trying to like add a, uh, like a, a cumulative value. We were just trying to see if there was any like you know diamonds and I mean because it was a ton a ton of coins. Yeah, like it took it took us several weeks to get through. Um, Did you ever but c- yeah. consider going to? I know you
0: can go to somebody and um, you know they don't care, right? Right. About, but they'll right. value stuff, right? You have to pay them. Yeah, but, like they're not like, oh, I'll I'll buy this off to you for twenty dollars, and it's really uh-huh. sixty thousand. No, they'll you pay them an upfront cost, and they'll go through and be like, yeah, this mm-hmm. generally goes for this. Did did you ever consider that if it was such a huge
1: collection or? Um, I don't. I think we might have considered that, but it was also kind of like one of those things where, um, it 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 was it was big, but it wasn't so big where it would have like been like just this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think also there was that kind of, that fear a little bit of like, well, what if they say it's only worth $20 and it's really a super rare coin. So like we wanted to do our own investigating before, you know, before going through, you know, or like just like just handing the entire thing over to some, some person and being like, okay, here you go. Um, Well, I don't, I don't think
0: it's not like they take it and be like, yeah, right. You gave me a thousand dollars worth of stuff, and here's two hundred. Yeah. You know, like you're there while they're doing it and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, but yeah, it
1: it was probably the closest thing I'll ever get to of of what it's like winning the lottery, oh. because you're like, wait, wait, that's the that's the right numbers. <laughs> wait, oh my god,
0: <laughs> you know. So Adam has a um Confederate set of coins. Uh huh. Um, and I think he went to um I don't know their term, the valuer or something, just to get their thoughts. He got it from our great grandmother, I think, gave it to him. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I think the person was like, Yeah, these are counterfeit Confederate coins. Um, because the Confederacy did did make coins um you know 1862 or something and it did so many but for whatever reason in 1864 or something you know people started making kind of fake coins you know as collector uh-huh. things uh-huh. like later not like in the 80s they made these in like the 30s or something i don't know it's like maybe the uh, south people you know who are still from, uh, right right um, um but uh I, I remember adam was like super like sad about it but he still holds on to it right because yeah. now it just like anything it's become a story great grandma gave this to me i have these coins they might not be worth right more than now it's the novelty of it like there might be collectors like oh i love these conf- counterfeit confederate coins right like i'll give you 10 bucks for them or something you know uh-huh. like uh-huh. i mean definitely more than what they were but now it's this story behind it of um you know these things and and again it always comes back to what this podcast is about is the reason we're telling these stories and and why we're talking is it's kind of creating this stamp on two kind of mundane lives in comparison to other people's lives, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if I die tomorrow, my video game collection... <laughs> If Katie has to come down and be like, Ugh, "What? I don't care about any of this stuff," but her right. her knowing that, like, hey, some of these are actually worth like a few hundred dollars, right? Like, mm-hmm. you might yeah. be able to like turn this around, and like, again, I'll be dead, and who cares what you do with yeah. my stuff? But like, having that story behind some stuff, it might take make that person pause, you know?
1: Right, but but what what I think really hits home is not only you you we have recorded evidence of that person telling that story you yeah. know and i think that is what's really cool is somebody would like your you know if if you know god forbid if something would happen to you your daughter could not only listen to that story but she could listen to her dad tell that story yeah. you know and so i think that is what's really cool is is you know the, the, the for the first time we can like kind of record this but you know cuz i it reminds me of um hearing the story about how you know you might you might have um you know things from from your descendants and stuff but after a while you forget what their voice sounded like yeah but if you have their voice recorded you can kind of all like that is so powerful of to be able to re-listen to how they spoke, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, I think that's what's, what's really cool is, is, you know, we kind of have this recorded history of, of our own voices, our own stories. Mm -hmm. My next beer is the Southern tier creme brulee. It's an Imperial milk. Does it, does it taste like creme brulee?
0: Uh. Well, let me try it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> yes. How it, it, it's like, it's this, mainly okay. It's so, so, um it's
0: it's got tons of vanilla beans in it, right? Okay. So that's okay. where the crème boule is coming in. It's right. like I, I think if it was named Vanilla Ice Cream, I'd be like, oh, it tastes just like Vanilla Ice Cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But it is very sweet tasting, so it, okay. This, this will be okay. a, a slow drinker for me, I think, just because of right. how sweet it, it tastes. But it's good. I, I like it.
1: So my next beer is um, Unveiled Brewing Company, and it's a brown ale, and- something that's cool about the label is it like it has a bear on it but like half the bear is like a skeleton and then the other half is just like a a normal beer and so like that's unveils uh whole thing with their labels is like they have these animals on it um the the mango beer i was drinking the other episode um (laughs) was uh was the same way so Mm -hmm. But, man, talk about going from an IPA to a brown ale. That is a shift. Yeah. <laughs> I need to plan these these out yeah,
0: better. Yeah. If Audrey ever listens to this,
1: she's going to give you shit for
0: switching so much. Yeah. She's going to be like, you should have planned to do that first, Kevin, and then transition. Right. To the- <laughs> right. Oh, man. Um, so have there what are your hobbies that you had that have fizzled like you thought you were going to get into it you thought you were going to do that like oh i'm getting deep into this yeah and then yeah. nothing
1: like um, or you did it for a bit and i i mean the 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 very first one that comes to mind is definitely photography mm-hmm. um which I still love photography and I, I feel like I do have a good sense of, of composition when it comes to like framing shots and stuff. Um, but it's just like photography is such an expensive hobby. (laughs) And my, my, my mantra uh, with, with a lot of things is I already have enough expensive hobbies. Do I really need another hobby? That's going to be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I had like a, a DSLR, um you know, and i'm sure it's it's still decent i mean you know, i think it was like a twelve megapixel or something at the time um you know, just a kit lens with it, and so like i i delved deep into it of like you know what bodies could i get, yeah. what lenses could i get all the all these things it,
0: what it was your it was a nikon
1: yeah it was it was a nikon d sixty d sixty Yeah, and it had a, uh, it had a like what like thirty something to fifty five mil. You know, it was just a, and that's still the only lens you have for it. Yeah, I never, I never uh, actually bought another lens for it. I tell you what,
0: Kevin, if you want to rejuvenate your Nikon D sixty, spend four hundred dollars and get like a Sigma lens like a prime lens, right? Get like a, yeah, a 50 yeah. millimeter or something. Right. I, I I guarantee you, you'll be like, holy shit. Like this camera yeah. can take pretty good photos, right? Because kit lenses are kit lenses for a reason. They come with a camera because yeah, they, yeah. you know. It, but when you get a nice prime lens or something and you just start seeing like the stuff you can take, you're just like, oh my God, this is so nice. So, uh, Yeah, uh,
1: but. yeah. Well, and it sucks because I feel like I also got lazy with it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like do you take do you take the big you know DSLR with you on vacation, and you know you got to pack it. It's or do a separate you take thing. Your iPhone, which takes pretty good photos now, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and
0: and is immediately connected to everything. You know, yeah. oh, you want to send it to your parents? <laughs> you want to send it to right. this? It's not this. Right. this ridiculous like oh we got to plug in a cable or you know even modern cameras yeah. have the ability to share to your camera but it's this mm-hmm. like insane like oh i've got to create a wi-fi spot on my camera and then on my phone i have to like look for the wi-fi and like you know it yeah it's so backwards and stuff but
1: but yeah i mean that that's definitely something that's fizzled and it's it's funny because so i'm in my office right now and our our bookshelf is right behind a behind me and um I have several books on photography, Mm -hmm. like, cause that, that was like what I did is I bought all these books about photography and how to take good photos, you know, composition, all of, all the techniques of capturing fast moving objects and shutter speed, ISO, all that stuff. And, um, so it's something I would love to get back into, but I just feel like the barrier of entry to get back into it. Like, it's just so I I don't know like it just because there's so many awesome cameras out right now like that are coming out that are like mirrorless super fast autofocus small compact you know so I'm just like you know like I'd love to have that stuff but you know that's probably a couple grand just to like jump back and that's why I'm
0: saying I think your camera because it's a what you said 12 megapixel right yeah like Yes, there's new features and stuff, but I, I think, because what's nice about the Nikon, well, is if you do buy a nice nicer lens, you know, you don't yeah. need to do the, like, I'm sure there's the $2,000 Nikon level lens, right? Uh-huh. But that lens will work if you do upgrade, you know, to something else. Right,
1: right, that's true, but, yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I completely get it. Like, it's such... <sighs> Hobbies are always super fun to get into. Yeah. Photography is, you know, one of those where it's like, yeah, I want to do this. Right. And, you know, you just got to keep on it. And photography is super expensive. You know, I think oh, that yeah. Nikon was considered, you know, they have consumer level cameras. They have professional uh-huh. level cameras. And in between, they call it prosumer, right? It's mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. not a $5,000 body. It is a $900 body or a $1,000 right. body. Right. You know, you're not going to convince... Uh, next door mom and pop to buy spend a thousand dollars on a camera anymore you know they're like well why can't i just buy the little like <laughs> insta camera that's like yeah 150 yeah. bucks the, the canon power shot right it's like right right um and so it, it's definitely that entry level of uh professionalism or uh, the pro level uh. but but you can still take amazing things with it and stuff right and, and it's kind of funny because i i'd say my equivalent story is with biking um always love bicycles uh-huh. you know you've always loved bicycles and stuff mm-hmm. i always aspire to be <laughs> someone that rides bikes all the time <laughs> like i really want to be that person right i want to yeah. be like oh i love trail riding i do love trail right. riding i love when adam and i would go ride mountain or mountain bikes uh, on trails it's really fun yeah, but the people that consider themselves actual like mountain bikers, they do it constantly. It's not like yeah. a once yeah. every few months thing, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I'd say the epitome of when I finally realized I, I just got to admit to myself that I'm not not this person. I'm a casual yeah. bike rider, right? Right. Is we moved to DC. I had recently bought um, a uh, <clears throat> a Trek bike, and I'll, I'll put the uh, link up of what it was. Um, and I'm like, you know what, Katie? Now that we're in D.C., we are only um, seven miles away from my work. So I lived in Arlington. My work was downtown near Chinatown. So from my apartment to my office was seven miles. Seven miles is nothing on a bike, right? Right, right. Of course I'm going to ride my bike. And it'll be cool. I'll be like in the city. and It'll be like in D.C. and riding by the White House, all this stuff. <laughs> um <laughs> And so I'm gonna ride my bike. Uh in in our apartment complex, we uh had a parking garage and, and that apartment complex required you to keep a bike in their parking garage. Uh they okay. had a big cage and gate and stuff uh-huh. with uh you key and you that you're the only person that get in there, you know, and there's other bikes in there. Um Right, right. Um, because they didn't want you like wheeling the bike through their nice floors and stuff. Right. Like, and so anyways, within the first month, my bike gets stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. So I call down to the front desk and they're like, well, you know, that sucks. Kind of like just flippantly, like, you know, the bikes get stolen in DC. And I was like, no, you need to come down to your gate, like your, your wall. Like somebody literally like cut this thing open. And they re- reviewed the the footage. You know, they they couldn't get it was really low. But because yeah, of yeah. how their system was, they didn't protect it enough. So they actually paid my, um, uh, uh they they paid my deductible for the oh, insurance okay. claim. Which in hindsight, people, if you have a thousand dollar bike that gets stolen, never ever 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 make a claim on that on your yeah. insurance. <laughs> because that bike is costing us five hundred extra dollars a year, because each insurance agent or you know companies like, oh, you yeah. made a claim in t- the twenty fourteen. Yeah, sorry, it, it, and yeah. so it's five hundred dollars extra because of reasons, Jesus. even though we've moved different places. But anyways, we're the so wise, how
1: much? How much was your deductible? So deductible it was a $1,000 is five hundred bike, thousand okay. dollar bike.
0: Deductible is five hundred. Okay, so they paid five hundred. And then the the insurance company said, oh, yeah, we'll value it at uh, whatever, um, you know, $900 or something because yeah, it was a year yeah. old or two years old or something. So, anyways, I got like 300 bucks or whatever. Um, and so I was like, you know what? This really sucks because I really wanted to bike to work, right? I was like, uh-huh. man, I, I was so like amped. I was – it's like – go to bed at 10 o'clock and say, next morning I'm going to run five miles. I was like, well, crap, now I can't ride to work because my bike got yeah. stolen, you know? <laughs> so anyways, I, I get really into, like, I really love that bike. I'm going to replace it with the new model. I'm going to get the panniers on the side, have bags, you know, that way I can have my suit in there and have the, the uh-huh. storage and everything. I'm going to get right. the, like, best light I can. It was, like, a $100 headlight that the wire cutter recommended. You know, this is the, the best front light, the best backlight, like, all this stuff. Um, I bought the, the quad lock, the, uh, bike mount system for the phone. So the phone uh, could be there uh-huh. so I could like, you know, do all this stuff. <laughs> so anyways, I, um, hardcore first two months working. I want to be the person that bikes in, you know, I've, I've always been a bigger right. guy. I like people seeing me and then they're like, wait a minute, you actually biked into work. You're a big guy, right?"
1: you know, wait. So I, I just, to, to pause you real quick, were you at, envious of like the guys that were coming into work and were like just biked in. oh yeah 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 like were you like i want to be that guy yeah yeah like a good example is
0: a guy i worked with he was in the military right i mean he's still very fit he bikes Uh in like 15 miles you know and he would bike in a ton like twice a week easily yeah and but he looks like a guy that would bike into work right i wanted to be the guy that biked into work and people be like oh wow you biked into work like I like yeah. having that perception, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, like, it was, ain't no thing. you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I feel the same way when I see guys in suits and airports. I just, for some reason, I just, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that's flying. That's so important. He needs to be on with a suit flying in a plane you know oh, like God. i just
0: <laughs> you could join my company and you have to do it all the damn time yeah <laughs> here's what's hilarious about me is because you'll leave the event right and you're all suited up and yeah. i will be on the suit going to the airport because you literally leave the event and you're like okay the event's done i gotta go right i gotta fly i will get to the airport and i could be the guy that's in the suit flying and i'm like f that i go to the bathroom <laughs> and spend like 10
1: minutes like getting the hell out of the suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, I'm. I just for some reason, I'm. I'm always very envious of of those business travelers that are suited up. You know, they're on their iPhone or whatever. They, it just seems like they just got their shit. Kevin, together there's like, nothing you know? stopping
0: you from being like, "Oh, Melissa, we're flying to Chicago. Yeah, it's time for me to suit up."
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. You should just do it once. I should. Just, I, should.
0: <laughs> I should. So anyway, so I, I I get my new bike. I it, you know it, it's obviously more expensive than my previous one and. I buy the exact same model, the same size, everything, uh-huh. but it's just a newer version. I buy all these fancy things. So I'm like, okay, Katie, going the ride into work today. It's only seven miles, right? <laughs> well, seven miles between Arlington and downtown DC is mm-hmm. not the best traffic situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And since I normally don't drive into work, I would normally take the metro into work. I've never driven from my apartment to my office, right? So I'm like, it it can't be that hard. It's all grid system and, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever. I, like, have never been so flustered because Google Maps, of all things, people praise Google Maps more than anything of, like, how great it is was like telling me to go on like this highway, like on a bike, even though Google Maps had bike directions, right? Like yeah, dedicated yeah. bike directions. And so I go onto this highway, I'm like, Google Maps must know. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you need to cross over this highway and turn around and go back and I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like <laughs> I'm like super weighted down with all my suit and my computer and yeah, everything. Like, you yeah, know, this is my first like I should have done a test ride with all this stuff. Right.
1: You know? Right.
0: And <laughs> I'm like, this is horrible. I eventually get get to uh, work and I was like, okay, that wasn't that bad, right? But for anyone that's not aware, um, you know, DC is extremely flat. It, it, you know, it it, it was a marsh lands back in the day of flat marshlands, mm-hmm. but Arlington, yeah, across the Potomac River, is extremely hilly. Like it, it the elevation jumps up quite a bit. Uh-huh. So going to work was awesome because it was pretty much all downhill, right? Coming back. In the middle of August in a swamp, essentially, (laughs) for (laughs) the amount of humidity that was there. Right. So I'm like, riding right D.C., it's awesome, past the White House, like, oh, this is so cool. This is like an awesome moment. I want to be a bike person. And then yeah. I cross the bridge, I get to Arlington, and then I realize, oh, crap, I need to go all the way back up just to get to my place. <laughs> I, get, I get home, and I'm like probably the sweatiest I've ever been in my life. Like, And it wasn't even so much that I was tired, because obviously right, I was tired, right. but it was more just the amount of sweat that was pouring out of my body, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. <laughs> like, oh, I, uh, man. like, part of me thought I would do it again. Like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. But then I just kept remembering, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to, nope, nope. That was, like, what was a 15-minute ride or a 20-minute ride to get there um, turned into, like, a 50-minute to an hour ride back. Right, right. <laughs> right. And I was just, like, I, uh, well, mainly because I wasn't in shape, right? I wasn't in biking shape. But okay. I, I was hoping it would be that moment of, like... Yes, this will kick me to the next level, you know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Our, our our rich friend John um really got into biking. And like I'd say he actually that became a hobby of his, like a legitimate yeah. hobby, you know. He right, would right. bike and go on like long bike rides. I was hoping that this would be the catalyst for me of being like, "Oh, yep. I want to be that yeah. dude that just comes in and it's going to be really good for me and healthy." And it, it, right. it, it was the exact opposite. It like <laughs> turned me off of biking for like ever. Oh you know? <laughs> man.
1: So what do you think your current status with biking is right now then? Uh, complete
0: casual. You know, I mean, we when we moved back to Athens, we would still ride to um, some places because Athens is very bike friendly. Um, uh-huh. But that's about what it was before. Like, I, I might do it. Once a weekend or something, you know. But mm-hmm. I I didn't want it to be just once a weekend where I was biking. I wanted right. it to be like, oh, every day instead of me driving my car three miles to Stu to go work, I'm going to be biking there. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And nope. No. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> see that happening in my life. Unless maybe I get an electric bike, and then I'm like, doo, doo,
1: doo. yeah. <laughs> so if I spend a couple grand, then that that's you know, <laughs> <sighs> it's it's kind of like that's the um that's the 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 conundrum with it is is you feel like if you spend yeah. so much money it'll be so much better at it <laughs> it'll be so much better it it'll make you that person but ultimately it it yeah. doesn't no <laughs> and and
0: that's um who is the guy from um oh uh mythbusters uh, not the not, not the mustache guy but the other guy was his name Adam oh
1: adam savage adam savage yeah, yeah.
0: so adam savage says if you, want to, if you think you're going to be good at something, buy the cheapest thing, right? Start out with the cheapest tool, right? the cheapest right. hammer. When that hammer breaks, um, well, it kind of falls apart if it's a cheap hammer, it's a shitty hammer. But at least you know I've used it enough to break this, right? Like I've used this hammer enough or this screwdriver enough that I need a new one. Now yeah. Yeah. because I started out cheap, I didn't blow all my money buying the most expensive one and then I never use it. But because I've used this cheap one so much, maybe now I should rethink, well, I really need a hammer now because I'm doing this a lot, you know, or I really need this screwdriver because I'm doing right. this a lot. Right. So now I can upgrade to the next level, you know, and then uh-huh. then you eventually work uh-huh. your way up to the yep, I need the, the ten thousand dollar Road bike that's doing this, you know, like <laughs> so many people want to just skip that and be like, "Well, I, I'd, I'd really be into biking." Right. I know I would be, Katie, if I just spent yeah. ten thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: So, are there any like, i I'm, I'm trying to think back. Is there any hobbies that you? had when you were young or thought you would have, but they were like age restricted, right? Like, Oh, when I, I can't do that now because mom won't let me or, you know, I'm only eight, but man, when I'm, when I'm 18 or, you know, when I'm 16 and I have my driver, you know, like, is there anything like that that you had in your life?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, when I was like a 12 or 13 years old, I, I was really into to airplanes and like flight simulator, and obviously I was too young to actually like begin that process. But, um, um, that, that's what I wanted to do. Like I, I was dead set on, I wanted to become a pilot, you know, like I, I wanted to, to, to fly planes. And, and so the only way I could actually do that at the time was, was through the, the flight sim, uh, it was Microsoft flight simulator. Yep. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I would just like, fly the plane around and you know just (laughs) just try to like do different maneuvers and stuff and like change the weather and like oh can i land it when it's really windy or something like that but um but talk up talk about a hobby that kind of fell fell off the cliff was was um you know was that one and and well what happened
0: i mean why why do you think it fizzled
1: I I Do you don't think it was just your I, age
0: like you were just I, it was the you know kids get focused on things right like um, yeah, I wanted to be yeah. a baseball player and I never even played baseball like <laughs> right right <laughs> um,
1: I, th- I think it was Um, I think it was that along with and I don't To to be honest with you I don't even know if this is how true this is But I was at the time I was under the uh, assumption that if I wanted to become a commercial pilot, my only way I could really do that is if I would join the military, because by joining the military, you get enough like flight hours or whatever. You can become a commercial pilot. Yeah. Now, my more mature brain tells me that that's probably bullshit and there's probably other ways that Mm -hmm. you can do that. But at least at the time I was thinking, well, I don't want to join the military, so that's probably not something that I want to do. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't want to join the Air Force just so I can become a commercial pilot, you know.
0: Yeah. No, um, I think I think you're part I, I think there's like half truth to that. I, I do I remember reading an article about like a majority of like um flight captains are former military because of that reason right like they have so many yeah. hundreds or thousands yeah. of hours and stuff but i don't think that's the requirement like you know like it's just right it, it or the requirement isn't the military it's it's the experience thing you know and so yeah that's why i think yeah. there's so many more pilots that are just like you know i fly cessnas and you know the little things around and stuff like that
1: right right yeah definitely mm-hmm. what what about you is there is there something that you know you from your from your childhood that kind of stands out to you well I
0: think you know and this is probably like a sexist view but I'm I'm, there's probably based in truth is I feel like every boy at some point especially a boy of the 70s and on is like obsessed with dinosaurs at some point in their life Uh uh-huh you know like (laughs) and it's just like I'll still hear to this day where somebody will be like oh so-and-so is really obsessed with dinosaurs And I'll be like, yeah, we're all obsessed with dinosaurs. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, he was really, really obsessed with it. I was like, yeah, Yeah. no, we were all really, (laughs) really, really obsessed with dinosaurs. (laughs) But I remember, like, even past my obsession of, like, knowing all the dinosaur names and everything, um, I really wanted to be a paleontologist. Like, I thought that was, like, such a cool thing. And then, like, so I had this, you know, obsession with dinosaurs. They kind of fizzled out in, Mm -hmm. like, the early 90s. And then right. Jurassic Park hit right, and then it was just like flooded back, and <laughs> um like I was just like, "Oh my god, like and then you know, watching all of the news things um around the time and how um uh what was his name, uh Jack Horner. You know, the paleontologist who, like, like helped yeah. with the movie and said, you know, this right. is how, like, dinosaurs react and stuff. Like, seeing him on, like, TV shows and interviews and stuff, I was like, oh, he, that's when I heard about paleontology. And, oh, that's what uh-huh. you know, I always knew people would, like, look for dinosaur bones. But yeah, I, I guess yeah. my assumption when I was, like, six was you just go in your backyard and dig a hole and oh there's dinosaur bones and <laughs> you know some people did find them that way right yeah, but like that's yeah. not really what like so when I first finally had a name for it right like oh that Jack Horner is a paleontologist I was like that's what okay. I want to be you know I want to yeah, be a paleontologist yeah. and like so many things <laughs> I um, you know call back to my when I realized that I just wanted to make $50,000 a year with a steady job uh-huh. and have wife and yeah Um, In high school, I realized, oh, one, there's not a ton of money in paleontology. You constantly have to be traveling, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I didn't want to do. I was like, can I be a paleontologist in Lancaster, Ohio? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like where's the local paleontology? Like, good job. And I don't know if that's because my parents like instilled like, oh, yeah, you know, you need to find this job and stay at it forever. And, you know, like, get good benefits and make sure you have health insurance, all this stuff. Right. You know, and it's I was like, well, it's just like practicality kind of killed that for me right like it never okay. even became an option is like yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm sure i wouldn't have been great at it you know i mean it takes you know like and then part of me is like oh they've already found all the dinosaurs which is like ridiculous but like... yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah that, that oh, kind of fizzled but um still still love talking to people that, that that think they're more obsessed with dinosaurs than every other boy at that time
1: but all right <laughs> I remember when I was at OSU, it was my my last semester there. I took a archaeology class. And it was an introduction to archaeology class. It wasn't it wasn't like some high level. And I I remember thinking so it was an online class that I took. It it wasn't um like an in-person class and I'm thinking like yeah, this is going to be cool. Like we're going to be talking <laughs> about like old shit, digging up old shit, stuff like that it was probably the worst class i ever <laughs> had taken and it's because you talk i mean i don't know like it you think you think it's going to be like one thing and it just ends up being the other and that just ended up being it and the grad student that was teaching it was like you know, a super archaeology nerd. And you know what? I'm sure she's good to like go places in her field, <laughs> but still, she was like being way too critical on a freaking 101 class and was like giving me like terrible grades on, on like evaluating dug up stuff and and what do i think of this culture and and all of you know like what did this culture eat because we dug up this and i was just like oh i cannot handle like where does the dinosaurs come in you know (laughs) like we're talking about like digging up people's poop and you know we're just it's ridiculous (laughs) but yeah that same like same exact thing
0: happened um i don't know if it's still a class let me look real quick it probably isn't but at OU at Ohio University there was a music class called the history of rock music uh-huh. and i i don't have stats on it but i would guess it's the most like sought after music class in the music building you know like you like I, I don't know if you ever had any huge classes like you know like my chem 151 class was like 150 people or something you know it was in a mm, big lecture hall. yeah most most of the, yeah, most of the yeah. classes were like 30 or 40 people but like there was these big classes well no music class was ever that large right like it, like i took music theory class and stuff and it was like maybe like 15 people or 20 people uh, but the history uh-huh. music of rock music was like a huge lecture it was like because everybody's like, oh, this is gonna be amazing it's history rock. yeah yeah and so many people would take it and be, drop it because like the guy starts out in like the late 1800s and is, you know, he's trying to do the foundations, right? It is the history of right. rock music. It's not like, right. All right. We're starting with Elvis Presley. Boom. You know, yeah. like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, what do you mean? The, the test doesn't say who was the king of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to study for this shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was, it was, ter- they are that archeology span class was terrible. And I had to watch like these, these like, um like this mo- like this documentary from like the early i want to say like the early 60s it's like this documentary crew like went up to like the arctic circle mm-hmm. and like filmed like the last like tribe uh, you know that's like up in the northern arctic circle and stuff and you know like the 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 i don't know maybe the hunter gatherers of north america or something like that and I'm just like watching this 1960s documentary, and I have to like fucking write a paper on it. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh
0: shit! How many online classes did you uh, take when you were at OSU?
1: Um, I, I I took quite a few. Um, I prob probably. I'm gonna say like maybe ten something like that. Oh wow, that, that's yeah,
0: that's more than I I would have thought. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like the, it was just such a big inconvenience of like trying to to get down there, you know, and 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 park, and you know, it's like if I would have lived on campus, yeah. I would have been like, that's you know, I would have sought out the the in person classes, but the fact that it was like constant like commuting yeah well in
0: in like most universities a such a huge portion of their money comes from people being on campus all yeah, the time right yeah. like not just for the class but yes they allow for commuters right but i'm sure parking it's not like you got a parking pass for right. free, right? Like, oh yeah, we 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 let help out our par- our commuting people. You know, like, yeah, it was up to you to be like, okay, where am i going to park today? Where am i going to do this? And I'm going to spend two hundred dollars a month on, on right, stuff, right. So,
1: and I I would always have to park really far away, yeah. and like in the freaking student lots that were like really far away, and then I'd have to walk twenty minutes to even get onto campus. <laughs> you know, and see now, what and,
0: I, were you? You guys were in in the house, right? That you have now, right? So yeah. here is what I would have done: is it's what a thirty minute bike ride, maybe maybe less twenty minute bike ride. Yeah, you know, yeah. going over there, I would have been like, you know what, Melissa, I got this. I am going to ride my bike in every day. It's going to be awesome. I don't I don't need to drive to get
1: <laughs> And then I would do it yeah. once, and
0: I'd be like, yeah, I am not doing that
1: again. Right. <laughs> Until you get out of that nine o'clock class and you're like, wait, I got to, I got to ride my bike 30 minutes home. (laughs) The
0: the best advice that I ever got and I never took (laughs) was I had my uh, AP history teacher. um, She said, when you go to college and you go to a class, do not go home right after. Like... If you have two classes that day, find something else to do on campus. Yeah. Do your work, uh-huh. do, uh, you know, study. Do something else. Right. Stay on campus. Do not go back home. And every time I went back to my dorm after like a class, I thought of that. And
1: every time I was like, "Man, that makes so much sense," but then I still went yeah. back to my dorm because. <laughs> 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 well, that's what that's what really sucked about about me is I I didn't really have a tr- like I didn't have that option. You know, like, of course, that doesn't make any sense to leave. So I had to stay on campus. And so it just it sucked because there was times where I had to burn three hours. And, yeah, I would try to study and stuff like that. But a lot of times I would just find myself like, you know, going to a library and just like, you know, just jacking around on the computer or yep. something like that because, you know, I'm not going to leave. I've already paid to park or or whatever, you know, so. Mm-hmm it was just it was yeah it was it was an experience that's for sure
0: is there like like thinking about killing time on campus like one of the the best things about universities at least in the united states is a lot of people are like, oh, they're for drinking and partying and stuff. And I think, did you see that OSU or the Onion video I, I sent of the kid? Yeah. 12 um,
1: <laughs> I love how he had Edward Forty yeah. <laughs> Hands in that one clip. <laughs> I, I, everybody oh, there, man. there's an old
0: Onion video of, um uh, you know, it says 13 year old drinking prodigy accepted to high estate. And, yeah. you know, uh, it's just stupid fun. And it shows this 13 uh-huh. year old kid and stuff. And, um, you know, there's that aspect of every university is the partying, right? I think there's maybe 10 universities that don't have a partying aspect, like... Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably all your, your Ivy Leagues, right? Like, yeah. nobody's going to Harvard to party, right? Like, I mean, right. they, they do party. I've been to Yale parties. They definitely party, but there's not like, the dude, I can't wait to go to college to party. But pretty much every other college has some form of student that yeah. gets in because they were an okay right. high school student, and they just want to right. rock and party. Well, it's funny is I'm <laughs> on the, uh, I, I subscribe to the Columbus subreddit. It's okay. just uh, r-columbus. And that video was posted, and the number of people that were offended that they chose Ohio State, like, as the, like, joke video. Like, <laughs> like I- I'm in an engineering, and we never party. And I'm like, oh, get off your high horse, yeah, jacket. Yeah, like, for real. There's 60,000 students <laughs> at your school, and you're telling me that you, d- you don't have a partying aspect of it? Come oh, on. yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I liked that you know the video because it it, yeah there always is the parting aspect and what (laughs) one of the things i loved about my program is when uh, you had to uh, apply to get my program and you go to this like meeting of like okay at the end of the year you're going to submit a portfolio Uh, we only accept like this many people a lot of people don't get in Um, but once you get in he's like we work really hard in this program you're going to be a uh-huh. lot of nights. You're going to be, uh-huh. like, a lot of weekends. He's like, but we also love to party hard. This is, like, the head chair of the program is, like, saying this. And so he's like, it, it makes it worth it because we want we want everyone to, like, feel like a part of this group and stuff. And I, 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 I quickly realized that, at least with OU, which is definitely considered a party school, is, like, any college that's a party school, the people that party and only go to party, they're gone within a semester or two, right? Like yeah. If yeah. you can't do the work, you know, unless you're an athlete that has a full ride and you know, have somebody <laughs> come take your classes and stuff for you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the only way around it. And it's so it's like and and I I know that's not only true at OU, that has to be true at every college, right? Like and so the people on the Columbus subreddit getting offended because the onion made yeah. some stupid video that's just a joke. You know
1: about a thirteen-year-old being sent to die state. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> oh man, I remember seeing. I think it might have been The Onion or something else, but it was. Uh, it was kind of. It was a parody video like that one, but it was talking about, um, like how every girl is the same on campus, and it was like it was saying like how like Jessica got got she she got lost and then like so they were like interviewing like all of these girls on campus and the girl was just like yeah she's like i thought like maybe i was i was the one that got lost you know (laughs) and it was just saying like how like every every girl has like the blonde hair and you know like all that stuff so yeah i'll have to look that up but it was really funny because it was just like it was just like all there they were in the in the video, they're interviewing all these Jessicas <laughs> these that, Jessicas, you know, awesome. that, that were all the same and, and thought maybe they got lost on campus or something.
0: One of the awesome
1: things about college
0: in general that I think is really overlooked is by a lot of people, I, I would say, is the number of, like, uh, groups you can join for hobbies. Like... I I was reading <laughs> that in subreddit and somebody was saying like how, how there's less and less funding for student activities, right? Like outside student activities. And I guess there's a pool of money that goes to different groups. Um, you know, like, Oh, we're the society that, studies dinosaurs you know you get you can yeah you can apply to get a certain amount of money well this one person's like yeah it's really hard to get money for our juggling group and i was just like wait there's a juggling group owe you. but then i was like <laughs> I, of course there's a juggling group there's a, that's what's great about like these larger universities is there are groups for anything and like you know as somebody that didn't know what he was into, you know, you could go into a a situation like that. And if you're spending three hours on campus going to the library, you could have been like, you know what, what are these, some of these groups that maybe I should just like, go see if any of them are like, you know, whatever. Because at that time you're probably, no, you weren't playing WoW anymore at that time, but like there, there probably is a world of Warcraft group. Oh yeah. That you could go join and be like, Hey, it's three o'clock. And then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I remember seeing there was an OSU Quidditch team. (laughs) <laughs> Which I have no idea how they play Quidditch without no. flying broomsticks. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> so for the for the people not in the know, Quidditch is a a sport that was in the Harry Potter books, right? And it's essentially um like uh oh shoot, what's it called? Uh um uh, well it's it's not soccer, but it's like what are the guys with the the, the, the field hockey?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's essentially like a field hockey game with with weirder rules, and but they're on flying broomsticks, right? So it all takes place up uh. in the, the air. There's a flying snitch that you know they have to catch all this stuff. Well, anyways, Kevin's right. People play Quidditch now, like as like club sports. I've seen it in yeah. Athens. <laughs> like you'll drive by and you'll see these kids running around and they've got like. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are, they're not playing field hockey they're not playing yeah. soccer and then like there's these like hoops these three hoops like on the side i was like katie are they playing quidditch and i looked it up yeah there's like a quidditch quidditch team <laughs> like and <I> was, oh <laughs> my god <laughs> yeah non-fictional right. quidditch the, in the real world the word quidditch long predating blah 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 um a real life sport here we go quidditch sport i'll look to this this is awesome it uses like um dodgeballs as the the ball, one of the main balls but that's awesome <laughs> so anyways, i will link to the quidditch real life sport that definitely not nerdy people play <laughs>
1: oh man so i just sent you that video okay so it's like it's like a minute and a half long so you got to watch it it's hilarious All right.
0: but anyways because people were so offended everyone was either like I I really feel like they probably should have used Bowling Green or Ohio University. Uh, like uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, one, yes, that might be the per- perception in Ohio, but like when you're the Onion and you're trying to reach, you know, a national audience. <laughs> more people i mean ohio state is one of the largest universities in the country right like yeah more people know ohio state than they do ohio University. like right just some random college that people haven't heard of in california isn't gonna like do the same thing but (laughs) (laughs) oh man so kevin is there okay we're in our 30s we're gonna be in our 40s and 50s soon I don't think our hobbies are done, right? Yeah. So yeah. is there any hobby that you can see yourself getting into in the future? When you, when you're 65 and you're rocking your yacht, your your yeah. 500 <laughs> yard yacht or 500 foot yacht.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like is there anything that you like can see yourself getting into?
1: Um I you know what it, it's funny because I always feel like I could get into golf, and I haven't been golfing in a a long, long time, and I'm Uh sure I'm a terrible golfer, but I just feel like that is something I could see myself getting into, like, uh, maybe not going to, like, crazy lengths, but just, like, you know, like, going out, you know, drinking in the golf cart, you know, just trying to do decent you know all right hold on hold on i can hear your
0: dad right now he's like yes kevin come to the dark side. <laughs> the last oh, time i was man. legit golfing was with you and your dad and and you oh <laughs> like, shit like what that... 20 years ago <laughs> easily yeah. you know um i mean i've been to the driving range and stuff but like right. actually being on a course yeah it's right been,
1: it's been since then Jeez, when, I don't, shit, I don't even remember that. Was that at Pleasant Valley? Uh-huh, yeah. Man, that's crazy. I do not remember ever golfing with you. Yeah. I mean, I remember going with my dad, but I don't remember that particular time. Yeah, it was, yeah, I have
0: no, like, I have no frame of reference how old I was. Uh, like, that's how long ago. Right, <laughs> right. It was probably 25 years ago. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, but I've yeah. got, I, well, go ahead.
1: No, I was just, I was just gonna say that's just it. You know, it's just something that I feel like I could get into, but you know, I'm not into right now. But I feel like that's something that I would, I don't know, just go, you know, to, to enjoy and stuff. And you know what we what we really should do is you should come up and we should get like Matt or or somebody else because they just opened up Top Golf not too far from here and. Uh, basically top golf is like a, a like you you hit the ball and the ball has like a sensor in it and like you score points. But what's really cool is so imagine like bowling, like you have like a little area where you hang out and you can oh, drink and is, stuff. Is
0: that near um uh uh Ikea? Yeah. It's yeah. like right right next door. Yeah. Okay. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, anyways, that's my type of golfing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking so, at their website hold on i'm looking at their okay. website and the like montage of people and video that they have it makes it look like the hottest nightclub you've ever been yeah. to in your life it's like got well, young, it, hot women it is like, it is
1: yeah let's go hit some balls score some points they're like okay.
0: <laughs> here you gotta look at this thing this okay. is ridiculous like right, some of the on. girls they show in this thing is hilarious Ah, I got another one, eh?
1: Ah, uh, Bushlight. Okay. I would get another yeah.
0: one, but we have to go to the audiologist tomorrow. Uh, okay. S- we're supposed to be there thirty minutes before, and she's not supposed to eat four hours prior, just so that she uh, okay. sleeps for two hours while they do the right. test. And she does not sleep for four hours, so it's gonna be a <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a <laughs> traffic
1: a challenge. But yeah. Okay, I'm watching the video right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, look at these girls. Like, there's a the, the girl in the white. Are these up. like,
1: wait, wait. I just paused that. Are these like Playboy models or yeah,
0: what? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> oh, and you see that gets acoustic in there. So there's an acoustic shot of a guy like strumming at some point. Um, that is like a $5,000 guitar. Okay. That's hilarious. It's a Collings <laughs> guitar because it, it's very distinct. They're a pick guard. I love that. They're just like, yeah. oh, man. So yeah, we got to go there. That's awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, but yeah, they just opened it up not too far uh, uh not too far from here, so. But <laughs> I I I want to go there because everybody that I've talked to and I first heard about it when we were in Cabo and we met those people from Indiana and he was just like he was like yeah, he's like it's so fun. Like you basically, like it's like you can be serious with it, but in reality, you're just like drinking and eating so food, just, and there's
0: and, just level upon level, and, and you yeah, probably, it's like bowling, right? Yeah, like that's exactly. probably what it's like. It's exactly. Just, instead of having a bowling alley, you have a giant open space, so, right? And like so wherever
1: your ball lands, like you score points or the, something. The only thing
0: and, that worries me is how do they protect drunk people?
1: <laughs> from falling off some of the levels, I I don't know. Well, it looks like in one of those pictures there is a net. Like <laughs> okay, they've thought of it.
0: They've thought of it. Yeah.
1: So probably the higher up you are, there's a, even a bigger net. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: you. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> crisis averted. Yeah, drunk people who yeah. fall in the net.
1: I I definitely want to go to there. Okay, I, I agree awesome. with
0: you, Kevin. That this type of golfing is in my future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And you'll get you'll get like really serious about it, you know. You'll like start bringing your own clubs. Yeah, but, like, no, no, know? no, this <laughs> is mine.
0: Well, it's hilarious. Uh, there's a at one of the like restaurants outside of town. There is a like one of the video golf things where you like hit the screen. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Where like like you hit a real golf ball. And, yeah, and it like done. hits the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. so there's one of those. And uh, Scotts wanted to go do it because he loves golfing and okay I'm like i'm like well i'm not a golfer but i'll, I'll do it right. and lena's like so you know because you, you have to rent it for like an hour and a half or something uh-huh and i'm like well can we eat and drink there or is it like close because i've never done it so i don't know like is it like a vr room where we have to be inside of it the whole time yeah um, yeah and i think it's literally just like here's a wall with our screen and stuff but uh um Lena's <laughs> like, well, do you have your own clubs? And I was like, well, crap, you have to bring your own clubs? And and she's like, well, you can borrow mine. I'm like, well, I think yours will probably be a little small for me. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I thought she was like, this was coming from Scott. And then she was like, oh, yeah, Scott just said they'd be way too small for you. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. well, don't they have clubs I can rent? Like, I, I don't need nice clubs like, right you know right <laughs> i'll just rent whatever they have like i don't you know it's yeah a screen i'm not gonna be serious right. about it you know <laughs> what do you think are you ready for another